namaste to my lovely viewers and lovely listeners i am dr anushruti and i have a very special guest on board with me today it is dr alan phillips from usa joining live who is a physical therapist and is into us army reserve as a doctor of physical therapist he helps people find real injury solution he also performs underwater stunts hi phillips how are you Good. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dr. Ray, for, for having me on. Uh, thank you so much. That is our honor to have you on board. First and foremost thing, what exactly is physical therapy? Uh, so physical therapy is, or a physical therapist, so in, in the United States, we call them physical therapists throughout the world, um, more commonly referred to as physiotherapist or physio. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, it is a very broad field, but basically it, it boils down to uh, helping people function at their, their maximum ability. Uh, physical therapy exists within a, a wide variety of realms, and most people are familiar with the you know, musculoskeletal realm, so, so bone injuries, muscle injuries, uh, those type of things. Uh, but it also exists in uh, the cardiopulmonary realm, the acute care or um, uh, you know, I, you know, intensive care uh, kind of realm. There's there's kids, uh, there's even animals, uh, but all of it is basically geared towards helping people function at their their very best to live, uh, experience life at their their very best. Uh, Ellen, there is one myth, and I won't say a myth, but yeah, there is some consideration in people that physical therapy usually involves using uses of modalities like IFT, TENS, and ultrasonic therapy. But we all know that physical therapy is a lot more broader, uh, you know, career and broader aspect of healthcare. So, what do you wish to speak on this? Like, what exactly physio- physical therapy uses as a treatment option? Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned the, the modalities because I went into a, so physical therapy is actually a, a second career for me. So I originally started as, as an attorney um, in, in the legal field uh, because when I was coming out of uh, uh, university or when I was going through university, physical therapy wasn't even on my radar uh, because it wasn't, my experiences with physical therapy at that time uh, was pretty much just just you know, ice and, and hot packs and ultrasound. There really wasn't anything to get very, uh, very excited about. Um, and then fast forward uh, 10, 15 years, uh, and my exposure um, through some of uh, my athletic pursuits uh, led me to some uh, you know, very um, inspirational uh, physical therapists and other rehab professionals. And it was a completely different world. There was there was aspects of um, you know, very high-level exercise. There was there was neuroscience. There was all these different things, and I was like, wow, this didn't seem to exist when I was going through uh, university level. And so that's when I, I pivoted and made the career change. Uh, but basically, seeing that there's all these different things, um, you know, as you alluded to, um, there is this myth that uh, physical therapy is just you know, ice packs and hot packs and, and uh, modalities and and certainly those things can play a role in in uh, you know supplementing um, supplementing really the core of things which is getting people to move at their at their very best and and often that takes uh, takes the form of uh, you know exercise interventions but but essentially it all boils down to it all boils down to movement and you can get very deep into you know not not only just the the mechanics of movement, but also the 
uh, the role of you know, building self self-efficacy in in people. Uh, so not being dependent on, oh, I need this, you know, I, I need this particular modality uh, to function. And, and certainly, as I said, it can, you know, certain these outside things can help uh, speed the process along, um, and it can they can play roles in. Uh, you know, dealing with inflammation and in-tissue injury, but ultimately it, it's the, the responsibility of, of healing is ultimately you know, on, on the individual, it's on, on the patient, and basically taking control of, of not only just the aspects of their life in, in terms of um, you know, moving, but also just realizing, hey, this isn't like, because a lot of people have this this idea like, oh, there's this, there's this injury and I have no control over it and, and I'm just powerless. But in reality, uh, they do have uh, lots of power. And that's part of our job as, as the uh, medical professional, whether it's, whether it's a physio, whether it's a, whether it's a medical doctor, um, to not only give the people the, the tools uh, to uh, you know, build that, that self-efficacy, that, that independence, um, um, but also you know, frame things in a way and helping them as a first step realize that, hey, you aren't powerless. It's not, hey, I have this, you know, this, uh, this disc. Certain pain, yeah. Right. There's not this, there's not this external sort, this external force that uh, has us you know, handcuffed in a sense. So can we say that patients and clients and general people who have no underlying conditions can approach a physical therapist? Or is there a need for them to have a particular injury, particular or specific pain? Like what? Can can they just approach us? Can they just approach their nearest physical therapist for a better health care and for a better health for their body and fitness? In an ideal uh, scenario, yes, absolutely. And that's, that's really the, the, the ideal that we're striving for. I mean, fortunately, a lot of it is is driven by um, you know, administrative aspects, so insurance and, and legalities. Um, so, for instance, in the United States, uh, for many years, you needed a uh, a referral from a, a medical doctor um, to yeah. to see a physical even, therapist. Even in, even in India, we have sometimes in uh, private hospitals and government hospitals, other sectors of healthcare, we do have the system that an orthopedician especially would provide the reference for physical therapist. Like we do have the system that uh, patients directly approach a physical therapist for a certain pain, like for a ligament injury, fractures, or you know, a TKR, THR. So we do have that system, but most of them till now, there is something that orthopedician is gonna refer them that go to a physical therapist and uh, do this and that, whatever exercises they prefer, uh, keeping in mind the ailment. And uh, yeah, so I believe you are speaking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in the United States, it was, I mean, some of that was was a remnant of the system where physical therapy was, at the very beginning, it wasn't even a, uh, you know, a university level uh, degree, but then eventually became a, a bachelor's or university level, then it became a master's degree, and then subsequently in the last 15, 20 years, it's, it's uh, transitioned to a, a doctorate degree. And then along with that transition has been what we call in the United States direct access, uh, where you can basically go directly to um, a physical therapist without needing a referral from a um, medical doctor or a PA or, or um, some professional along those lines. And interestingly, um, since uh, you brought the military in my, uh, bi- in my bio, um, that idea of direct access to physical therapy was, was in many ways uh, uh, inspired by uh, the military system because basically just the logistics of 
of uh, you know, the way uh, personnel is, is spread out, uh, they saw that, um, that it really by necessity, uh, because yeah. there are a lot of musculoskeletal injuries in the uh, you know, military population, uh, it's, it's, it was just more efficient to say, hey, just, just go, see, uh, go see the physical therapist, in part because of just the way things were structured, and also because uh, there's, there's a shortage of, of medical doctors and, and their, their uh, skills and, and uh, knowledge is, is best served uh, saving people's lives and not uh, having a line of people out the door with, with ankle sprains. Um, so, so that's kind of where, where the whole uh, direct access uh, concept uh, came from, but just kind of general big picture. Um, yeah, it's an ideal scenario. Yes, you would be able to go see a physical therapist uh, directly because th there is actually plenty of evidence, sci scientific evidence, showing that that early intervention with physical therapy for particularly back pain uh, results in in incredibly much better outcomes in the in the long term versus if you can imagine a scenario and some some people watching this may have been through this scenario where it's okay i'm doing something i i, I tweak my back and then okay i, I got to wait a few days to go uh, go see my uh, see my physician you go see your physician or your orthopedist and okay they write your script to go see the physio and then okay call the physio and then it's like okay well we'll get you in and um your next appointment is in two weeks okay great and so by the time they've gotten any care it's been three weeks and they haven't really done anything, anything. Uh, to 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 care for their back and, and we know there's there's this really this window of opportunity early on in uh, in the injury process where if you get you know, moving you get the right kind of care whether it's just whether it's exercise whether it's whether it's some modalities, whether it's uh, you know, spinal manipulation, has a lot of evidence in in that acute, uh, you know, that acute injury setting. Um, so, so really, just just early intervention uh, is is really the key in a lot of these cases. And and uh, you know, fortunately, in the United States, at least, uh, there have been some of the legal barriers have started to come down that will allow people uh, to get that that uh, you know, immediate care uh, that they need. So, so some of these these uh, you know these minor back tweaks uh, yeah just stay minor it's like okay a few days a few days later okay great i'm feeling feeling okay maybe you know maybe uh take it easy for a week or two instead of being oh i wrenched my back and then it just tightens up over the next three weeks and then by the time i get to see the physio i'm i'm, you know, I'm hobbling into the hobbling into the office when if i had seen the physio uh, two days later, after the injury, instead of two or three weeks later, then maybe there would have been no the regret. Right. Uh, Alan, since we are talking a lot about exercises and the role of exercises in physical therapy, so is there any, you know, light in the truth that physical therapy helps you in weight loss? I indirectly, um, you in that. So let's say, let's say you have have a severe back pain. Um, if you have severe back pain, then you really can't, it's going to be difficult for you to engage in any strenuous exercise. And so if you can't engage in strenuous exercise, then it's going to be uh, certainly harder to, um, to you know, burn calories and, and keep your metabolism high. Um, so in that sense, yes, that you know, physical therapy can help uh, remove some of those, those barriers um, that that uh, may stand in your way to movement, whether it's whether it's pain, whether it's whether it's some uh, 
uh, specific injury. Um, but going back to the idea of seeing a, a physio early on in the process, uh, you know, there can be, you know, even if even if it's not like a serious injury, there's certainly uh, you know, in many uh, sports uh, sports type of a strain uh, or a strain. Right, right. So, so it, just because someone has a sprain or a strain of, of something, let's say I sprain my ankle, uh, you know, I can still still train, strain my upper body um, at, a, at a very uh, strenuous level. Um, I can still train the other leg. I can still train your core. Um, so, so uh, one one good thing that uh, or one thing that physiotherapy can offer is the ability to. Uh, train around so not only rehabilitate the, the injured area or injured limb uh, but also provide a, a, a safe and effective exercise program uh, that works around uh, the um, you know the injury so again let's say it's a, an, injured, an injured left leg you can still train your upper body train your right leg um, and a, a you know, physio a setting can certainly help uh, accomplish that safely also uh, how do you define biomechanics like we often hear biomechanics is physical therapy physical therapy is biomechanics we cannot study physical therapy without understanding biomechanics and biomechanics is an integral part of physical therapy but the general audience who's listening to us who are in a sense our patients how do you define biomechanics for them so that they can keep in their mind about their biomechanics so I think the simplest way to put it is that the body is made up of many different joint systems and they all relate to each other. Uh, so I typically describe it like, let's say you're, you have your, your, your hip and your, your hips and your low back, think of them as coworkers. And if imagine a situation where you're, you have coworkers and let's say one of them isn't, isn't uh, doing their job well or is slacking off, so let's say in the in the in the human body, let's say the hips are slacking off. Well, just like in a, a workplace situation, okay, if, if someone's if one worker is slacking off or not doing their job well, then then the, the person next to them can at least for a while they can can pick up the load and and, and do that person's job along with their own job. Um, but eventually, that that's not sustainable, and so eventually the person that's that's trying to do two people's jobs, uh, they can. Uh, they can sort of wilt under the stress of, of having to uh, do more than uh, they're uh, fundamentally capable of doing. Um, so if you think of biomechanics like you have all these different relationships of different body parts and what happens in one area is going to have some kind of cascading effect in another area. And that can be good and that can be bad. Um, certainly the, the bad situations if, if again one area isn't working well, but it can also be good in that, in that when uh, neighboring joint systems are working at their at their best and they can allow the muscular system which is layered on top of the joints uh, joint systems to to function at a very high level and do you know, very dynamic things like, like run fast jump high and really whatever uh, you know whatever you want to accomplish one question coming up on your way how can a patient how can a person avoid going to a physical therapist in the sense, avoid running for the doctors like having ailments. So basically, just how can you stay healthy without uh, without getting injured? Yeah. So number yeah. one is consistency. Yeah. Number one is consistency. Uh, so we're coming up on the new year, and you know, one thing, and so at least in the United States, that that means a lot of people. Um, 
take time off of their their exercise or activity regimes over the the, the month of December and especially these last couple of months around uh, Christmas and New Year's. And then when when uh, New Year's rolls around and everyone gets back into a normal routine, part of that routine includes okay, I'm I'm really gonna really gonna focus on my my fitness and my health this year, and then which is certainly wonderful. Uh, but one of the problems is if you take if you've been off for two, three, or four weeks and, and not uh, and not uh, exercising regularly, consistent, right, right. Then then uh, take someone who's maybe hasn't done anything for a few weeks, or maybe just been going one or two times a week, and then they say they get all this enthusiasm uh, January first, and then start hitting the gym hard five, six, seven days a week. The uh, so-called New Year's resolution, like every people ought to make some fitness resolutions. Right, exactly, and which is which is you know it's the enthusiasm is is great, but uh, when it's not uh, preceded by some consistency uh, before, it can get people in trouble. And ultimately, I'll see a lot of those people in, in February and March after they've kind of beaten themselves down, uh, so to speak, over the month of of January, going from from zero to to a very five, six, seven days, five, six, seven days a week. So that's one thing, just being being consistent uh, is the most important regularity thing. is very important in everything you do yeah ab- absolutely and, and and that goes not not just for uh, in terms of like the biomechanics of the tissue and, and all of that being um, conditioned for the the loads that we'd be placing on in the gym or whatever activities we'd be doing uh, but also just just in building the habits throughout throughout life so it's it's so it, it you know becomes as part of you know activity and, and being um, an active lifestyle it just becomes a part of your life uh, a normal part of your life and not something that you really need to um, that becomes too much extra effort I think if it's if you get in that routine and it's just okay I, this is just what I do it's it does it's not some uh, you know monumental feat just to just to go uh, you know, get a little bit of exercise. If, if you've built that consistency, then it, it doesn't take as much sort of mental bandwidth to to you know, get yourself get yourself in there. Uh, Dr. Phillips, we do have a lot of people being a cyclist or a runner. So, how do you wish to guide them as as in the case of injury prevention? Like, what are the some basic steps and uh, tips you would gonna give them for injury prevention uh, for a cyclist or a runner. Uh, so consistency, of course, like we were just talking about. Uh, the other thing too is is making sure your your easy days or recovery days are are truly easy. Uh, one of the biggest uh, problems, uh, one of the biggest uh, pitfalls uh, that many runners and, and cyclists uh, fall into is thinking that every ride or every run needs to be be hard think if thinking that oh if 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 i'm not if i'm not going at my max and i'm not not uh, out of breath at the end then it, it it wasn't a good workout which is which is false you know, you're, you're going to have your your easy days you're going to have your hard days and just making sure that your easy days are truly those days where you're where you're giving your body a chance to you know, actively uh, actively recover and let yourself prepare uh, for those uh, for those harder days and that would probably be the uh, the biggest thing um, also as we get older uh, strength training and, and flexibility training uh, be, uh, i know a lot of people get into cycling and, and running because they don't like 
the the strength and the, the flexibility part but um, you know, certainly as you get older it, it's uh, an essential part um, not only for for the for the biomechanics of the sport uh, but also just as we get older as you know it, it's you know once we get to the age of 30 uh, muscle mass begins to uh, decline as a as a as a just natural biological phenomenon so some amount of resistance training is just is necessary just for the fact of, of living a, a healthy life even even irrespective of anything it does for uh, you know, performance in on the, on the road or, or on the bike absolutely uh, we both know that physical therapy has evolved a lot during these days and the education of physical therapy has evolved too now we have a lot of aspiring doctors and physical therapy medical students so what do you gonna wish to speak to them as a token of motivation because you know physical therapy is a very long degree in every country like it is not something that you can do like a diploma for two months three months or an year it is it it actually takes a lot of period of time energy hard work and mindset as well to become a doctor of physical therapy you have excelled in this career you have uh, shown you have proven that physical therapy is a very nice career to opt so we have students listening to us watching us please do motivate them by a token of word for them so i think the biggest thing is is understanding that when you get to work with with people uh, the whole job the whole profession takes on a whole a different meaning when we're especially in the early stages of, of medical education lab it's just you're just in in the books right? and it can you can easily lose sight of of the fact that it's a, it's a people uh, profession and it can be kind of demotivating when you're when you're trying to memorize all these all these obscure muscles and, and structures and and especially if you're in, in the physio field you're having to memorize these these other uh, organs and, and different systems that seem like they have have no uh, relation to to say a sprained ankle um, but I will say that that you know, all that stuff matters um, in the end but but going back to the original point you know just keeping sight that that it is a, a people profession um, but then also understanding that when you do work with people they, they don't there's you know the saying that uh, they don't no one really cares they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and so just being like a good person, uh, be, being attentive. Uh, so one thing I've always told myself, especially when I was starting out is, okay, maybe my, my knowledge or my, my skill set isn't, uh, you know, isn't at the level of, a, of an expert who's been, who's been doing it for a very long time, but there's still some things that, that really take, don't take any expertise or any, any talent to do well, whether it's just being being, um, you know, attentive with, with listening to people, uh, the things that in the United States we call soft skills. Uh, so, just caring for the person uh, that's that's in front of you. I mean, those are the types of things that really don't take any any specific knowledge or, or talent. Um, and you can really excel if you do very well um, at those things, and often excel more than than if you have all this book knowledge and don't have the ability to relate it to people, especially in. Um, this field of physiotherapy it's different if uh, for instance like you're uh, if you're working on if you're a surgeon and, and all your all your patients are asleep when you're working with them then uh, some of those soft skills maybe aren't as important but uh, certainly in the physio field it's, it's a people uh, profession it's a, a people field 
um, and you know, relating it all to uh, the people and the patients that you're working with is, is really what it all comes down to. Definitely. Last but not the least, during these days, especially after coronavirus, after the onset of coronavirus, we have seen a lot of changes in people's posture. You know, they have a hunched back and sometimes they have scoliosis, kyphosis because of, you know, uh, errors in sitting and everything. So what do you wish to speak to them? Like how to prevent a bad posture and how to actually carry a good posture from a very young age. Like we talk about kids and then some younger and older adults. So one of my favorite cliches is that the best posture is the one that you're not in. Uh, so basically, variation is really the the key to posture there's no in my opinion there's no bad posture per se there's there's just posture that's either done too much or done at the inappropriate context Uh, so like if if you're rounding you know if you're rounding your your shoulders and your kyphotic posture um you know certainly if you if you spend all day like that then yes that's that's very bad Uh, but there are contexts where um, you know, if you were to sit with, you know, quote unquote, perfect posture all day, then those muscles might you know, get, get become rigid. You. Right, exactly. So, so there's nothing in, in for instance, in, in yoga practice, there's, there's, we go through those extremes of the spine, both which in isolation would be, would be deemed bad posture, but um, as part of a, a movement practice are, are uh, very healthy. Uh, so I think the key to posture is, is variety um, and variability. Um, also understanding that, that posture and, and all of the, all of the uh, I guess, the, the emotional and psychological things that have, have come with, uh, with uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, posture is often reflective of, of uh, Due to psychology. these factors. Right, right. So, so posture is often reflective of psychology. So you imagine people are, are, are sad and down. Um, then, then um, you know that can have them in a very kind of submissive or defensive type of position. So, um, sometimes, sometimes it's as professionals understanding that it's not just hey, just just sit up straight. Um, a lot of times, if someone is carrying themselves and what we might see uh, from a biomechanics standpoint is, is bad posture, it might be they're uh, reflecting something, uh, you know, with their with their mood or their psychology and something deeper um, going on um, going on in there. So it's understanding that posture is a, a reflection of, of other things, not just the presentation of uh, presentation of the muscles as well. Well, I hope that this is going to be a very big hit since this is what people were waiting for to have a token of motivation and to understand what physical therapy is actually. So guys, also, this is a reminder to straighten your back and have a good posture right now and listen to us very carefully. We have come to an end of this podcast. Dr. Ellen, thank you so much for joining in and putting in your words and Uh, all your knowledge regarding physical therapy and lighting all our listeners and viewers. I do hope you enjoyed it as much as we had listening to you. Yeah, thank you so much for for inviting me. It's it's certainly an honor to uh, have you reach out from literally the other other side of the the planet. Uh, So it's it's, uh, certainly very uh, flattering uh, for, for someone uh, all the way around the world and, and someone is yeah. uh, you know, esteemed as, as yourself in, in the field to, uh, uh, to recognize me. 
thank you so much guys do mention in the comments what video or what topic do you wish dr ellen and me to speak upon regarding to you all thank you so much thank you for joining in stay tuned take care goodbye and a very happy new year